0: If you like the show, share it with a friend. You can find us at facebook.com slash Slip Show. And you can visit our new home on the web at www.tracktuned.com backslash Slip Angle. You can also leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. Welcome everybody to Slip Angle Show. This is episode
1: 49. I'm Austin Cabot. I'm Adam Jabate. And uh, with us tonight, uh, he's taken a, you know, a brief uh, out from posting beer pictures and <laughs> perusing, uh, you know, the tastes and the, the delicacies that are the East Coast. We have Greg Ami back on the show here. Woo! <laughs> he's back. Oh, he's back. Yeah. I think Greg besides
0: us Greg Greg has been on more shows than anybody else. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, You're probably uh, up. to...
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I, I'm honored. <laughs> is this like that didn't a sound show very confident. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how many.
1: You we did you guys did what? 3 of them from the runoffs, then no, we did two other ones. So yeah, we did, did we did Yeah,
0: we did two two from three from the runoffs. I don't even
1: remember, man. It's all a blur. I remember one of those was at like 5:45 my time.
2: Yeah, yeah it was it was, it was very early in the morning. Oh yeah, that was the one from the hotel. Yeah,
0: yeah, where where yeah. you couldn't get the Wi-Fi to work, so we had to do it over the phone. Yeah, that's so, right. That's right. M- yeah. Man, Definitely how far have um, we so, come?
1: <laughs> I'm getting something done. I don't know if it's anything good, but um, Greg's Greg was just commenting how he can't keep up with our show, which uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but. Yeah, apparently uh, we well, uh, have we yeah, have we, too we much content, more episodes than he
2: can listen to. Yeah, I was yeah. Try, I was t- saying I was trying to stay on top of you guys, and uh, I just couldn't keep up with you.
0: <laughs> As Brad Adams would say, uh, "That's what she said."
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you say that a lot too. Yeah, so I do. Can't, well, we can't just give all the credit. To I'm Brad trying to be
0: there. more professional, so I'm passing off everything to Brad.
2: I so will well, tell you, I was, enjoying, <laughs> I was enjoying the vicarious travels around the country, though. It was quite interesting.
0: Oh, and we're, we've got some more coming up here soon. I'm uh, into the month. I'm going to Chicago. Um, and then we're going to Cincinnati. And then I think we'll probably go down to probably. Florida at some point. Austin's so. coming
1: up for all that fine motorsports activity that happens in, the, in Chicago. In, in the winter. Every winter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, and then this month, uh, I'll be hanging around Atlanta. i got some guests from Atlanta uh should be going to maybe to houston uh maybe to north carolina i really don't know so we're just kind of all over the place yeah, and you know a lot good. of feelers out there well too. diesel's yeah. diesel's so cheap right now it's you know it's almost cheaper for me to travel around the country and visit with people than it is to sit at home and buy stuff on amazon
2: oh, isn't <laughs> it <probably> nice. true. <laughs> I, I took the yeah. excursion down to philly with the family and I filled the truck up and looked over and it was seventy five dollars and I, I thought that was somewhere off my truck.
1: Yeah, I the thought, pump clicked off really. Yeah.
2: The pump clicked off yeah. and I, I just to make sure I looked at, the gallons looked right and I, yeah. it, was, it was amazing. You know, yeah, going go,
1: go going to Atlanta, we filled up our ninety gallon tank and it, oh. it was like, Wow, that's not bad. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, but I the, I but saw the decent for... Sorry, but it was a couple oh, of years okay. ago when I'm towing the big trailer. And I half fill up the damn thing, and it's 125 bucks.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. With my seven three, I had a 38 gallon tank, and it used to be like almost 150 bucks to fill it up. Yeah. So, and going to Atlanta, you'd be talking probably two and a half tanks from Chicago well, yeah. to Atlanta.
1: One time when fuel was really high, it was like uh, 4.75 a gallon or something. Yeah. We filled, up both, we filled up both tanks on my white Dually, the 90 gallon and the factory, I think 30 something, and it was like 500. dollars It was just ridiculous way too
0: much cash see uh, the, the cost of motorsports is coming down because fuel's getting so cheap yeah I, this is I, i'm sure if this is the cheapest cheap, i'm sure it'll help but. this is the cheapest that i've seen it since i've been driving and i got a license in i don't know 2004 just to make you guys feel uh, feel old yeah. <laughs> i'm not that much older than you.
1: <laughs>
2: well, i pay, the
0: cheapest i paid 99
1: cents re- one time
2: wow but i don't think i've paid 99 cents but i do re- I do remember paying about a buck 65 bucks 70 for gasoline and it was January of uh, two thousand eight. Okay, is what it was. Yeah, I do. And, uh,
0: I started buying gas back in probably like two thousand. No, not two thousand. Even like ninety seven. Uh, I had bought a um, a goped, one of those like weed eater, two stroke powered yeah, yeah. scooters. Cool. That thing was sweet. You know, I was like at the time ninety seven. I would have been like nine or ten. And I had that thing, and it was all like pimped out, had a pipe on it, and everything. But I remember I had hey, yeah. wait, 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 wait
2: a second, a, a pimped out go. Pick. Oh
0: yeah, it was great. I had a billet deck on it. That sounds um, awesome. Yeah, billet yeah. billet wheels, a nice
1: tuned pipe on it. The thing would do. <laughs> yeah, it was great, <laughs> man. The, uh, the thing probably got like 40 miles per gallon too. probably almost as almost as good as your current car.
0: Well, I just I yeah. knew that like I had a gallon gas tank for it. That's it. Like, a you know, one at the house to fill up. And I only had to go fill it up like every like two or three weeks. But I had to get one of my parents to take me to the gas station. So yeah,
1: the, the problems of 16 uh, year old.
0: Yeah. At that point, I was living in Texas in a place called the Woodlands, which was kind of like. Kind of like Peachtree City that we were talking about the other day with all the golf carts. But we yeah, had all yeah. the trails, but we didn't have the golf carts. So I could ride my, my gas-powered scooter all around the area. That um, sounds fun. Yeah, it was great. Some days I'd ride it to school and like lock it up outside.
1: So yeah, the, it was the great. Cheapest, the cheapest I ever paid uh, for gas was 99 cents in college. And it was when it was like in, in the Midwest, I think it was actually like 100 a hundred or a dollar thirty five or something. A hundred
0: cents. Yeah, a hundred thirty five cents.
1: Yeah, it was a hundred thirty five cents. Uh, this one gas station had a promotion um, at like midnight and we went and filled up our tanks and like the radio station was there or something. Um, but yeah, that was the cheapest I ever paid. I think I paid about like a a buck twenty five when I started buying gas in my 91 Ford Aerostar um, and <laughs> in, in, like, 98 or whatever, 99, you know, whatever.
0: I haven't checked, like, because I don't run race fuel, but is the price on race fuel cheaper right now, too, or is that stayed kind of constant? I'd hope so. I don't, I don't use it, though. Yeah, I, I don't either. Yeah, neither
2: do I. The, yeah. I the, only time, the only time I ever used race fuel was when we were at Daytona, because we were required to buy track fuel. Wow. Oh. Otherwise, I take my cans and go is, get ninety three.
0: Is that the way that is usually at like a lot of a
2: lot of runoffs? Every runoffs, okay. are that way, okay. And it's and it's primarily so they can control fuel. It's much easier to uh, compare your fuel sample they pull out of your tank, right, to the standard sample that they have. Now, how do you tune for that? Well, it's standard fuel. It's uh, I believe it was Sunoco there. Yeah, it was Sunoco.
1: Okay. So how did they getting... actually test it, Greg.
2: They tested color, and they have uh, some kind of electrical probe that goes in. I watched them okay. do that. Um, I don't know what else they're testing, but it's pretty much a, a – they dyed each fuel a specific color. Huh. And they would yep. take a sample, and that, I'm sure they're probably just comparing them by sight. But then they have this probe, some kind of electrical probe that went in there and, and uh, tested something, and it compared the number to the number of their yeah. standard sample, and you had to declare which fuel you were running. So do they're, you, very, they're very good because it, take, it takes a while to get all your fuel cleaned out. Yeah. First couple samples I bring, the guy would go, "You were running street 93 in here before, weren't you?" Yeah. Okay. Well, you need to run. You know, clean it out again. Put two gallons in. Run it through. Put one gallon in. And come back and test. So when you
0: clean it out, you just crack open the drain and just kind of let it all drain well, out.
2: Well, we all have fuel test ports. So right. you put your you put your fuel hose in the fuel test port. And you'd stick that hose in your Just five-gallon jug and turn the fuel suck pump Suck it
0: all out. Okay. That makes and sense. And then you run, you run a, one or two have gallons have... through.
1: Well, it wasn't the
2: Integra right. this year.
1: Your Integra or your new car. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Your Integra or your new car. Do either one of those have drains on the gas tank or no?
2: No, you don't go underneath. You, you okay. have something in your fuel rail. I think the Integra has a... Well, I mean, a, I
1: mean... Beforehand, yeah, yeah. Beforehand, before the race though, have you ever drained out your tank completely? Or? Yeah, like what well, do you no, do to Well, pro-
2: <laughs> I mean, we go to the. We, uh, you don't have to get tested during the test days. You go to t- you, you do one, two, or three test days in advance. So I, you know, you fill the tank up. With, oh, okay. Your, the cheap fuel. Now, if you wanted to, yeah. You know, if you were going to run on Sunoco 98, you just buy your own Sunoco 98 and bring it in. But before you get tested, you know, but, testing was free. You could go get a jar and test as many times as you wanted. Um, but okay. before you before you went through your first time session you, you need to make a point of making sure that your fuel was tested, and at that point you would make sure it 's all cleaned out and run a few gallons through the system
0: huh interesting yeah,
2: yeah. so that 's how they yeah, I did i i didn 't know uh, oh, when they
0: actually prices, tested
1: okay. that i i was I was familiar with the testing thing, but i didn 't know when you had to, i didn't know before you took the track if you had to test that or what so
2: well, I suppose um, you could go the whole week during qualifying and never get tested and you know if you don't do well in the yeah. race you don't get tested yeah. but you're taking your chances because they do random they pull yeah. random people aside during the qualifying sessions so you run the risk okay. of losing your lap times you're losing your times for that session if you don't pass fuel yeah okay
0: yeah you know speaking of runoffs i don't know what i'm gonna do this year because there's runoffs going on and then the same weekend there is the east coast national championships um, at Watkins Glen yeah. too so I don't know quite what I'm gonna do yeah no uh, I gotta you gonna go to one of them you think or? Uh, yeah I'm gonna go to one of them for sure uh, I'd like to make both of you know them what we I know do. the the weekend
1: for <laughs> yeah, I <was> gonna say.
0: <laughs> the weekend for for you know SCCA is a lot or the week for SCCA is a lot longer um, the NASA weekends a little bit shorter yeah. but or we could yeah. we could each
1: go to one but I don't know I kind of want to go to both I'm I'm planning on being there at Mid Ohio. Um, yeah, you're going to be running, right? And hopeful, well, hopefully, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I I probably can't unless we race on Friday. I probably can't get to the other one, but yeah, um, yeah. We'll we'll see what the schedule shakes out to be for uh, STL. So uh, that would be yeah, cool if you get to both of them. Otherwise, we can uh, we we can do this kind of stuff, you know. How and, long of a uh, drive Skype would that be? Because like once that.
0: you're once you're there, you know, once you're in Ohio, you're really not that far away. Ohio
2: to Watkins Glen, uh, yeah, is that's only got to be, I am guessing, six to eight hours. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's what I would guess. Yeah, I was going to guess about six. Drive back From and forth. Connecticut, yeah, Connecticut to Mid Ohio is about ten hours, I think. Okay, and Watkins Glen's about five, so you got to figure, and you got to go north to get to the Glen. So, I am guessing. You know, of course, your listeners are now on the internet calculating exactly how to get there and how long it's going to take. But I am going to guess six-ish hours
0: let's see i'm actually going to look yeah, it up gonna, i'm kind of curious yeah you could spend a couple days at one a couple days at the other and then come back it so, does depend on the schedule yeah it could be though. a cool couple of shows
1: yeah, yeah. a so, lot of times so at the speaking, uh,
2: you'll run on friday or saturday but well it, it, it varies and indeed. then have at, the, at this stl yep. was uh, sunday wow. at road america a few years ago
0: you were spot yep. on at the six to eight hours it's five hours and 58 minutes if you take yeah, i-86 yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, it's only 380 miles, so that's not too oh. bad at all. That's that's easily doable with, uh, especially if you have a tag team. So if I yeah, can, Bra- if I can convince uh, one of our listeners to run the other one, right. yeah. So yeah, whenever Brad's races, we could uh, we could hop in the car, come to you know, come to mid Ohio, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So um, and I hear Watkins Glen is absolutely
0: uh, beautiful too. Oh, I think we we might have talked place. about it on the show before.
2: It's Greg's wrecked some cars place. there. Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, wrecked and, so, and so has my, my brand-new teammate, Kirk Nestis, who refuses to go there ever again. Yeah.
1: I've seen you uh, refuse to go there again on the Internet. Are you ever going to go there again? Oh, yeah, I'm going back. That's such a great thing. It claims some cars in some weird places, it seems. But,
2: I um, have destroyed one Integra. We didn't rebuild yeah. it. And I have significant... Well, seriously not serious i damaged the other integra this year both of them uh, were due to pretty much my own action i mean you know I, I don't claim fault in those cases but you know it's had i made different decisions they would have come up differently And kirk uh in kirk's uh, kirk's case, was a
1: rough hit that was a bad spot kirk,
2: kirk raced pablo or killed pablo um had to have been three four years now um that was just i'm not even going to get into the details on that one but it no fault to Kirks, and he basically got mugged and he destroyed the car. Ugh. And then yeah, last it, it was summer,
1: like in it was like in a straight line. You know, you can wreck a car in a straight line if somebody hit, like pit maneuvers you, and that's kind of what happened. Yeah,
2: that's kind of um, it was so, really weird. And yeah. it was it was in the top of the S's. And then last year, last summer, Kirk wrecked the ninety nine Civic Si. Uh, he was passing he was passing the outside of a Miata going through the outer loop, and the Miata broke a hub. And took them both out over oh, you know, the wall.
1: How, how bad you know, was that accident on the
2: car? Oh well, the car was repaired. The car is now owned by Rick. Um, it was—it's the '99 Civic Si that was parked next to us, Austin, at Daytona. Just oh across yeah, the way. Yeah. That used to be a Maximum Attack Motorsports car. Oh really? And uh, huh? Now Rick has it, and Rick's racing it, and I think Rick's selling it. I think it's up for sale. Okay. But no, the yeah, they I they think it is too. Car. Yeah. They repaired the car. So yep. it's a 99 Civic Si with the B16 in it. And Kirk, you know, Kirk's basically 0 for 2, and he says, I'm not going back. <laughs> Which is too bad, because he lives in Syracuse, New York.
0: Yeah, right there. Man. You know, speaking of Hondas, I was having a discussion with Adam yesterday about the viability of a Del Sol as a good chassis for a race car. I don't
2: know what your thoughts are. Um, yeah, what do you think about they, that, Greg? I I mean, really, what's the difference in that between that and a Civic, other than potential well, arrow th- issues in the rear window? Yeah, I just yeah, I don't, don't see a lot of, of them out uh, there.
1: Um, yeah, a little bit of arrow. They're kind which, of cool yeah.
2: cars. But. Well, there are cool cars. I think they're they're fun cars, but really, it's a Civic Si in a different dress.
1: Yeah, once once you cage it, the stiffen it. I mean, from the factory, they're actually very strong tubs. Um, because uh, they've got basically no roof, um, and the roll hoop is actually kind of a roll hoop. We tried to crush one that had been an accident with our tractor, and it like you couldn't crush it. Really? Mm. Um, and the same day, yeah, the same day we crushed a uh, eighty six CRX. Um, like with one hit of the tractor, it was like two feet tall instead of four feet tall. <laughs> See, this is um, this I
0: is mean, a, the, that thing would. That's the uh, the Jebe method of crash test right. ratings. Right. You know, <laughs> exactly. FIA gets exactly. FIA
2: gets sleds and they put the noses and they have little sensors and things. Adam breaks out a tractor. We we use a three
1: cylinder yeah we use a three cylinder diesel Alice Chalmers uh, 160 or whatever our tractor is but uh, it it, uh, it like you could spear the thing with the bucket like at like full clip and it would it did nothing but like dent the uh, the roll hoop on that thing it's a very strong chassis and they've got a oh. really big center like tunnel mm-hmm. and they're very they're pretty strong but realistically it is just an eg with a uh, with a different dress like he said so, I mean is the,
0: is the tub um, lighter.
1: Or no, is it heavier? no, the tub is not lighter. It's heavier. It's heavier, yeah, because it's stronger. Okay. But, but if you get if you're in a minimum weight class, um, you can probably make minimum weight with, uh, you know, with whatever motor. If you put like a 1.8 liter in there with Honda Challenge or STL, STL or, yeah, you know, PT, you'd, you'd probably be fine because it could be sub 2,300 pounds without a problem. I'm guessing, but yeah. Um, they're cool cars. If uh, you know, they're quirky, and when they're lowered, they look really good. Yeah, they do. That picture um, I sent you
0: yesterday, like it, it looks really nice. With uh, yeah, I think it has six wheels on it. It's,
1: yeah, my sister-in-law has one, and it's. Cor- I mean, it's a pretty car. She's got it. It's pretty lowered. It's turboed. Uh, it hasn't moved in five years, but it's pretty. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're kind of neat. They're they're fun little track cars. I don't know if I'd pick one to build a race car because you can't store anything in it when you're towing. Um, you know, it's because it doesn't, it's got a trunk, but it doesn't have like, you know, the hatchback. You can just cram the world into now, that. thing. you see, thing. now, um, now, you
2: and I have had online discussions about the significance of intakes and exhausts and, and, you know, creases and silly little things <laughs> that I say don't make any difference in our racing life. You just yeah. showed me that you are a down-to-earth practical person who is going to choose their car based on what can to be stored inside, and I love yeah, it's it. That's true. I love it. That's What car well, are you going to race? I don't well, have a big you know, to trailer. We're going to measure centers of gravity, and we're going to check angles of momentum and rotational mass. Now, we're going to go with the hatchback.
0: Adam's like, I can't sleep in it, so... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's so, true. So,
1: there you go, well, man. I, yeah. Gre- Greg, has these, Greg has this big enclosed trailer that he now has to brace the roof of for the big Connecticut <laughs> snowstorms or else it crushes the roof. He literally had the roof of his trailer crush in. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but uh, I, I, I play with, a, with an enclosed trailer, and you've got to cram junk in that thing if it's raining, man. <laughs> so oh, yeah. The, uh, the car needs to swallow things for me. You know.
2: Absolutely. I'm waiting That's, for you, Austin. I, I, Wait, I, I, just to make sure you're clear. <laughs> No, I'm that's saying, what she said go, there. I'm, Austin. Say, I'm, you know, I'm saying, I'm saying, go girl. That's the that's the way to choose your car. and not being facetious.
0: That's right, man. So yep. I guess that's why Adam um, will never build a Miata because there's just not enough space. No, you
1: can't you can't fit 16 wheels and tires in a <laughs> Miata, dude.
0: You know, speaking speaking of Miata, Chandler Marr actually just asked on Facebook. Uh, he wanted us to ask you with your newfound respect for Miatas, Greg. Uh, what would it take for you to build or
2: race one? Oh, I'll I'll build one if you pay me. But. <laughs>
0: it just takes money, right? It would take somebody else's
2: money. all uh, right you know, if you guys haven't learned anything about me in the last however long it's been, is I don't follow the easy road. Um, I find the journey to be as much of part of the enjoyment as the end. Uh, the Miata is yeah, the I easy can see button. that. Yep. The Miata is the easy button. If somebody when somebody asks me what to do, I suggest Miatas. Uh, it's just. The the reason that, that I'm on your podcast is a series of events in my life of not taking the the common road <laughs> and ending up where I am today. If I had not tried to build an NX two thousand with Matt Kessler, you know, fifteen years ago, would have gotten near the attention. You know, it's it's just it's the easy road. So I wouldn't yeah, build one yeah. because it, it would end up being a, a kid car. I'd get the chassis, I'd have, you know, that roll cage built i'd get that suspension i'd get those wheels those brake lines have this guy build the engine with that header and you bolt it together and i paint it pretty fairly pink colors and i go off and race <laughs> pink colors well to me yeah, of course. Oh, that's cool, yeah, well, if that's you, cool. <laughs> so if you like doing if you like running different stuff
0: uh did you happen to see our buddy chris sullivan's uh cb7 accord that he's building
1: no really yeah that thing's gonna be yeah. sick so, yeah, it'll be a track day car, but uh, yeah, I think they're, they can they can be cool race cars. There's some out there, not many, but
0: yeah. Um, I mean, what is that? What year is that thing? Like a '93? I think his is a 91, '91. '91, okay. Think. Yeah, I think so.
1: Um,
0: I mean, that things that uh, thing's pretty pretty different. Although yeah, I would I would like to say I don't know if you saw it on Chris Sullivan's uh, on Chris Sullivan's wall, but someone shared with them a CB7 from Japan that got shared on Speedhunters yesterday. Uh, oh, really? I kind of want to take credit, like selfishly, I want to take credit for that, that they saw, you know, Chris's feature, or uh, build, start of his yeah. build thread on, on track and somebody at speed hunters was like, huh, we need to do something like that too. Maybe the timing i mean, speed hunters yeah. has been around for years and like, I don't think they've ever done anything with an accord.
1: Yeah. And then all yeah, of a sudden, I, I've all never of a seen sudden, one either. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, so very yeah, selfishly want to uh, thank that, but. Maybe somebody out there is watching our little website. um, Before we get off Miatas, Greg, how far along did you get with your build on your Miata?
2: Well, I started two. I built one. Because Greg has had Miatas, yeah. Yeah. No, no. And they're great cars. In fact, um, in 1989, fall of 1989, when the car was first released, I was working at a Volkswagen, Porsche, Audi, Mazda dealership. And my girlfriend bought one of the very first Miatas to come into the country. And oh, cool. I remember, it was a white little car with the, uh, it had the limited slip package with the headrest speakers. I don't remember if it was A, B, or C package. Yeah, I the, just remember what a, what, a, what, a, yeah. what a splash that thing made. We used to drive around with the top up just so we could come to a stoplight and put the top down with everybody watching. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so um, i've always loved an, those that's cars. a
1: random dealership too you said volkswagen audi porsche mazda volkswagen
2: porsche audi mazda yep it's like it's a war, it's a world war it's a world war
0: two
1: dealership it
2: was house of volkswagen <laughs> yeah. in Falls, Texas. house of volkswagen yeah. and mazda house wow. of volkswagen yeah. and house of mazda i think they had two different names so okay. and then i had a, I have a real close flying buddy uh jim slay out of uh he's now in florida he had a blue one mariner blue one used to always yeah. borrow that thing every time i went down to florida I, when uh, in the early two thousands, when we had that NX two thousand, it was an ITS, and I, we didn't think it was ever going to get to go to ITA. So I basically gave up on it and started building a Spec Miata, and this would have been okay. two thousand four.
0: So it was like right around the beginning of Spec Miata. Then
2: it was yeah, and and so I built a Spec Miata. We got the car completely built. I mean, the car was running, and I was getting ready to put it on track when they okay. classified the I the the NX in ITA, and I sold. The spec miata to uh tony sinise and uh, and then i started working on the nx i okay. bought another one had to have been around 2007 2008 from dick patillo and i was going to yeah, turn yeah. it was that was a 94 and i was going to turn that into an ita car uh, the car was not as solid as i'd hoped and i got to check it out and bailed on it and that's when we started focusing on the integra me and jeremy below okay um they will the, probably uh, be one of those in my future. Those are great little cars. I've i I have no doubt that I will own one in the future for the street. You guys got me thinking K twenty. I was thinking small block Ford, but well, man, now I'm thinking see what the, I'm what I'm thinking. And this
0: is this is a little relevant too, you know, maybe a little bit of N C oh, yeah, action. Yeah, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, right. a little bit of N C Miata motor action and an N A or an N B. Yeah. Um like the guys at, at does, V does Roadsters that are working on.
1: Does that require a subframe or can you put it that in the factory subframe? It doesn't
0: require one. It just takes a lot more work to get it to work with the factory subframe. Okay. So I'm pretty that sure that that's going to be or? happening, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't know exactly exactly what it is, but I mean you can get, you know, uh at at VA Roasters was telling me, you can get the motor, trans and ECU for those things, the whole setup for like 1500 bucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the it's new motor super, for the new NC. Yeah. yeah
0: so you know it's um, a yeah, it's, Greg, a, and with the tune you can make like Greg,
1: 190 horsepower that's a lot of power man yeah yeah we yeah. We, we, we had that letter in the uh, in the st uh uh committee about the v8 roadster subframe thing yep um and that was regarding this swap that he's talking about with the newer okay. miata motor the nc right. miata motor into the older miatas so because um, then instead of
0: running uh you know running a, a rotary motor uh you could run the nc motor
1: uh and probably an stu car with that much power and how light they would be yeah a two liter car in stu is like in the low 2000 uh, pound range yeah um, so i feel like i think it'd be inexpensive
0: to build it'd be inexpensive to run and then you could run it you know at open track days and still have fun uh, well, still STL, be, I mean, yeah.
1: you, you always talk about our slow cars not being fun. I have a lot of fun <laughs> in my CRX. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not fun, but for those people that, yeah. that want to
0: run those faster lap times for an oh, ego, for an ego no, thing. No, no, um, no,
2: I'm with Adam on this one. I have a lot more fun making a slow car fast than taking a fast car and going slow. Absolutely, That's right, baby.
0: But what if no. you what if you take a medium fast car and drive it really fast, like an S two thousand? It's a medium fast car. Then you're racing against other medium
2: fast cars that are going just as fast.
1: Well, the best part of having a slow car at a track day is when you pull in after you pass that Corvette or that's whatever, right. and right. they look they look at your dumb little Honda and think, "Where's the turbo?" And there's no turbo. And then oh, yeah. that's the biggest win right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you got to build so, slow cars, Austin. Yeah, so the yeah. answer.
2: Chandler's question. I'll never build. I'm, I'm not building any more race cars. Period.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, we need to um, talk about your new
2: race car. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't build that one. So just, but just to answer Chandler's questions, I'm never going to build one. I'll probably have one for the streets someday. Yeah. Um, and I and I race. Uh, I I get invited to race Miatas on occasion for the enduros. Okay. I raced one. Uh, God, I raced. God, what was the last one I did. It was. I think the last one I did was VIR a few years ago. They're fantastic little cars. I love driving them.
1: Yeah, they are really fun on track. I've only been in a couple of them, uh but it there's nothing that sucks about a Miata on track. Mm-hmm. Even if it's got mm-hmm. lame street suspension, they're awesome. Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean my my red
0: Miata, that's all it was, was lame street suspension and nothing.
1: <laughs> they so great. That thing was a blast, <laughs> yes.
0: dude. Yeah. And it wasn't even good. Lives. They were yeah. I mean they were like off the shelf stances that were probably had like 40,000 miles on them. Yeah, uh, cuz I bought I bought the, the car with them on there, but it was great.
2: But that's the nice thing about those things is they don't need that. It was, who was it? It was uh, Drago that had an STL Miata that yeah. he found yeah. the full race suspension he built for the thing. At, I think it was at Road America. He just didn't like it. So he put his spec Miata suspension back on this STL build car and yeah. went fast.
1: Huh? Yeah. The even the I mean the Spec Miata guys go really fast, and it's like a basic suspension package. Yep. Uh, and everybody's on the same stuff basically. You can only play with you know all the adjustable things like alignment and tires. You know. Ride height. Right, yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's it,
2: that's how good that car is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're really good. Um, let's, and, by let's the, uh, the way, and by
2: the way, Chandler, my respect for Miatas. Had more to do with the drivers of Daytona than the cars. I'm still yeah, that was quite a race, shit. man. That <laughs> was I quite still a can't
0: figure out how the heck that happened, man. Like how <laughs> nobody like <laughs> saw it happening. I,
2: no, because because here's what ha- here's what happened to Daytona. It was at night. It was dark. They were gonna die, and they finally realized it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there wasn't. A, was there a single wreck? There was there was a there was a wreck going into the turn one at the start.
1: Oh, okay, the start. Yeah, but
2: it that was makes some I sense. think it was more towards the middle of the back. Yeah, and uh, and he didn't take anybody else out. I think maybe one or two guys spun out or something like that. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, that's you know that's a lot of respect. Even the guys at the back that might not have been as competitive still were able to keep it on track for the most yeah. part. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty impressive.
1: Yep. <laughs> the so, uh, wait, wait, 30 the, 30 the race looked like a lot of fun, man. It was uh, it was very cool. Yeah. You should've um, you should have been there, man. You should have well, been there. I was sitting in my basement watching it on the on the laptop, uh, waiting to record with you guys. <laughs> I mean you're you're doing
0: pretty much the same thing we were doing, because we were sitting at the trailer watching it, you know, yeah. on, on the TV. Yeah.
1: So that, that was a cool race. I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, where did that guy come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah well, Jonathan Goring really yeah, snuck exactly. up on people there. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, um what so, so was, so, was
0: funny, you know, all of us that were sitting there. Uh, we thought he was a backmarker, and we were like, "What's this backmarker doing getting in the way of these front runners?" Yeah, everybody
1: thought he, had just <laughs> being, he was being lapped. That's what they thought. Um, <laughs> uh, a couple people. Uh, it's, it's, it's no, he worked his way up, and he was there. But. Yeah,
2: it was so a I, very actually, good race. I'd like, to, I'd like to point out: you guys need to find somebody to do this uh, real time because the reason Chandler got to ask this question is that we both posted on Facebook. Hey, we're about to get online, and we don't know what to talk about. What should we talk about?
0: Yeah. So this
2: so this is becoming a this is becoming a crowdsourced question and answer session.
1: Yeah. yeah we, we we've got a bunch of questions up here now. <laughs> um, what, yeah, you want You should uh, pick uh, one. You should pick one, Adam. I, I well, I'm I'm curious about Greg's new toy that he's playing with. Oh yeah, uh, we we, we need to make sure we get that fo- covered on the forum about. Yeah, we need to talk, quick talk about Greg's new foray into carburation. <laughs> uh, carburation, man, you know that's that's a yeah.
2: Blast you're you're from the playing past. with carbs. I am. Yeah, I am. I you know a few years uh, ago I was on that a no car carb real diet. Quick. <laughs> Porsche nine fourteen two <Thule>. liter. It's uh, a. <laughs> I think we talked about this on on a, on a pre- previous podcast, but well, I have a street. And, 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 car, and you've
1: got a street. Cu- yeah, you've got a street car. Yeah, aren't it, you've they like redone. the same
2: color too? No, they're diff- one's orange, one's red. Okay. In the bad... Cell phone photos, they look very similar. Okay. So I had this streetcar that uh, a, a friend who's also a, a member of the forum that shall Sheldon had I me mean, named, he had this, and it was not running, and it really needed some attention, and he offered it to me, and he offered it to me years ago. I said, thank you, but I just don't have the money and the time. And, you know, about once a year for a couple of years, he'd come back, and he'd say, no, I still have the car. And I'd say, man, I want it. I really want it, but I can't do it. And then probably two summers ago, he came and just made me an offer that was just very generous. So I bought it, and it became the project. And I you know, dropped a lot of coin into it to get it running again. I gave it to a pro up here in Connecticut, Chris Foley with Tangerine Racing. Got it running. Um, last fall, I had it painted. Over the winter, I redid the interior, and now it's just a good driver. And uh, I was driving it to the, one of the races up here in the Northeast and met a friend races and he happened to be renting a miata and he's you know he he said you know i saw the car and we talked about it and i said what happened to your old race car was an ita 74 914 two liter i still i still have it and i said what are you doing with it he says well you want it and we got (laughs) to talking and and it ended up with another car. <laughs> <laughs> you had the most expensive year of your life, huh? Yeah, it was pretty bad and remember I bought a truck at the same year, so got to hope my and, luck. And was
1: you built SMBs. another race car. Yeah, yeah, what's the what's the
2: latest with that? You have two STL race cars. I have two STL race cars. Well, have you figured have. out what you're going to do with them? We have a plan. I don't find it to be a good long-term plan, but we have a plan. <laughs> um, the Integra which is what you know I owned for the last several years, and raced during the year last year. That one has been brought down by me to Maximum Attack Motorsports in uh, in New Jersey. The same guys that helped me with the Daytona right. Civic. Right. That car is going down for Edwery to prep. You know, go through go through everything that I've done, make it right. That car is going to be, <laughs> be campaigned in the majors and the runoffs next year by Kirk Nestis. Oh, cool. So Ed is going to manage that whole program, track support Kirk, um, do everything, and Kirk's going to do select majors next year. The Civic is still down there with Ed, and Ed and I are talking about long-term getting into a partnership, but for now, Ed has a two-car trailer. So Ed is going to keep the car, keep the Honda Civic, the Daytona Civic, and I'm going to drive that in the majors next year and go to the runoffs in that car.
1: Oh, Greg's working on arrive and drive. Yeah.
0: So,
2: so I am effectively (laughs) so so he can drive
1: his street car to the track.
2: Yeah, yeah. street
0: nine fourteen to the track and show up and and just go drive.
2: And Ed's gonna Ed lives very very close to New Jersey, so he's gonna do. He's a track member, you know, track club member. So he's gonna do events in the car. We're kind of seeing if there's a way that we could both go to the runoffs. Maybe him and STU and me and STL. I don't know if we're going to be able to work that okay. out because the weekend schedules really don't allow. They're not set up to be able to do two different drivers in the same car. Um, yeah,
1: you might have to do a bunch more runoffs or regional. Yeah, or so something with we would probably
2: guys- have to. We would probably have to do a whole other series of weekends. But in the end, I think Ed's also has some other projects. He's got a Mustang that he's working on. So right now, Kirk is definitely in the Integra next year. It's already been restickered in Maximum Attack. I am definitely going to be in the Civic with the goal to go to the runoffs, leaving mm-hmm. me with an empty garage. So the ITA, <laughs> the, the ex-ITA portion 914 also went to Chris Foley at Tangerine because it needed an engine, and that's why it was sitting in this guy's garage for 12 years, because it basically... 12 years? Gone. Yeah, 2003 was the last race for that car, and it stayed wow. in his air-conditioned garage all this time, and we... We collected it. The car was in cars in good shape. I mean, it was a very good build. Good Looks teams. really nice, yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. was. It was a, they did some good stuff on that car. So Chris built an engine for that car, pretty much through last year, and cool. I paid for it as I could, and he got it running. And now that it's running, it's in my garage, for me to do all of the uh, track prep. Huh. You know, get everything up to date. There's some stuff that uh, the prior owner snagged on it for his subsequent project. We got into nine forty fours. And uh, so it's in the garage and I'm building it and it's now, got carburetors.
0: Are are those cars going up in value like all the other Porsche cars are?
2: <laughs> yeah, strangely yeah, they enough are. they are. They are. <laughs> I mean, whereas Magnus you Walker could've... bought
1: one a few months ago. Bought a so. 914? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? really? Bought a 914 and a little while ago, which means that now they're worth $100,000. <laughs> well, and those cars have been going up in value over the last
2: few years. I mean, whereas you could have gotten a barely drivable 914 that could use some work for 1500 bucks. Now yeah. any kind of drivable choice is going to be eight plus, and a yeah. really good yeah. quality car is solidly in the mid teens. Wow! If you if you come across a 914-6 in worst condition, those are forty thousand dollar cars. Yeah,
0: they're super like the really nice ones I've seen are like six figures. It's silly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, was,
1: I was talking to uh, Blake Meredith at Road Atlanta. He dropped off a strut tower bar uh, when I was racing down there last month. And uh, him and his dad have a 914.6, and he was going to look at one for somebody that lives in England. Uh, and it was in Atlanta, and he was going to go check it out and do, like, an inspection for the guy in England. And it was going for, like, $100,000. Uh, like, ridiculous. big cash. Wow.
2: Now, what's and, it? you know, it's got yeah. a two-liter six-cylinder. And it's only got is it's it only a, got maybe ten fifteen more horsepower than the four. It's yeah. only
1: a two liter
0: six cylinder? Yeah, it's but it's got those six badass wide fenders and No, yeah.
2: no, 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 that's not true. The no? sixes Oh really? The sixes do not come with those badass wide fenders. Really? I that's thought they the, just did. look
1: like nine fourteens. <laughs>
2: yeah, they just look like the only so, way you can tell one at a glance is if you look at a nine fourteen and you see five bolt wheels instead of four bolt wheels, unless it's been converted, oh, wow. that's probably a six cylinder. So what were the wide huh. fenders then? those were now you you're getting into you know nerd territory here but oh, okay i believe that was called <laughs> the G, the 914 gt that's a race inspired i don't know oh, okay i don't know how many of those the factory actually put out but those were more like race a inspired cars special or yeah. something yeah it could be you know, you know I'm going to I'm going to refer you to all the people that are writing in to you right now to tell <laughs> you why i was wrong
1: nerds now, but what's no, it, um, I've always wondered
2: the was that way. I think the 946, they only made 914 a few, GT. Yeah, okay, did
1: they only they only made a few hundred nine fourteen sixes? Right, I don't know the numbers on. Them. So it was I, very low production. I know that it, huh? it was. But, it was
2: only from seventy to seventy two.
1: Okay, oh okay.
0: The whole
2: relationship of that car between Porsche and Volkswagen just went to hell from the start. The general consensus, again, sorry nerds, I know I am going to get the details wrong. Volkswagen built the the cars in their Carmen factory. And they were selling the chassis to Porsche, and I believe what was supposed to happen is that the 914-4 was going to get marketed as a Volkswagen, and the 914-6 was going to get marketed as a Porsche. Oh, really? But right about the time that this was all coming together, um, I think a Volkswagen CEO quit or died or something like that, and the new guy that came in basically just charged Porsche up the ass for the cars. And they only built a quick run of them, and then they went away. You
0: know, that is, that is right before uh, diesel, or right before emissions started getting a little bit tighter, too. So I wonder if there's a, a parallel there. I'm I quite certain if you know. check your Freaking email Volkswagon the day you their
1: <laughs> yeah. Damn.
0: You know, I've always wondered, what is it like to track a car from, like, the 60s or 70s? It, to me, I don't know if I could have a lot of confidence in the car for some reason. It's, it's just not. like a mental it's, thing.
2: It's not so much that. Because, I mean, when you think about how it's all bolted together and the technology, I mean, really, it's not that much different than a Honda. Mm -hmm. The the difference is that it's not quite as precise. I mean, my street car, driving my street car, you have to think about where you put the shifter. Because it... It's it's not Snick Snick, but it's definitely not Miata like. Yeah, because, the, because my Honda's
1: is not very Snick.
0: I mean, snick. does it does, well. it
2: does it feel like a Volkswagen Bug shifter? No. Well, yeah, kind of. Like kind of kind of like vague. It's it's not. You can make it so it's not too vague, but it is a shaft that okay. goes all the way past the engine, past the transaxle, and either comes in the ass end of the tra- transaxle on the very early ones, or goes on the side of the transaxle side shift on the later ones um it's not it's not as good as my integra and the seating position is slightly off i mean it's got a flat floor and you're kind of flat and the pedals are slightly offset to the right mm-hmm. because your the wheel is intruding into it not as bad as the europa that i had was but you know the position's not right and the where the steering wheel is is not just perfect i mean it's it's just a different feel and it requires thought it requires you to think about what you're doing but it's not a not really a dangerous car. I mean, it's it's about the size of a Honda Civic. Yeah. And it has roughly about the same amount of metal around it. Yeah. And once oh, you I cage it, once you
0: cage one, yeah. I mean, it, all the safety it stuff goes out the window yeah. anyway.
2: Yeah. Well, the yeah. 914s, anybody out there who's looking through Hemmings right now, 914s are bad for rust. Make sure you check all the yeah. right places. Look it up. I remember Especially that. under the battery. Man. There's, there's a place under the battery called the Hell Hole. And basically, that's where the frame <laughs> Brad Brad Adams rots. knows where that is. Yeah,
0: it, it <laughs> rots.
2: And, you know, I, th- I think one test that somebody said to do is you jack the car up and then open and close the door. Because, uh-huh. you know, they do tend to bend in the middle. Huh. <laughs> Man. So, so this one, this one's carbureted now because the stock fuel inject they all came fuel injected. The stock fuel injection on it is a bit problematic and, uh, yeah. What kind of what it, kind
0: of stock system was that? Was that like a Bosch system,
2: or it's a Bosch Ljetronic or a Djetronic? Okay. Uh, and it's electronic injectors. It's a uh, map system. But you know, it's old old parts and and really it's old, old stuff. Compa- it's more and more and an trouble than compa- it's
0: worth to get it running right.
2: Well, it's it's not terrible. It's not a terrible. I still have the fuel injection on my street car, and I'll keep it there. But since this was going to vintage, and I wasn't tied to the IT rules anymore, it just was a whole lot easier just to rip that system off, keep the parts as for spares for my streetcar, and throw a couple of downdraft alertos on it. Yeah. And it just made for easier time of it. Have you ever so run vintage before or no? No, I've never run vintage before.
0: Yeah, I've always wondered if like vintage yeah. racing is real racing, or if it's kind of more like reserved a little bit. I
2: think it's, I think it's probably a lot I'm, of both yeah exactly what i was exactly i think it's a lot to do probably less serious than your typical regional program but you go out there there's people out there that are you know gunning for the win and hoping penske are watching and you got to keep an eye on those yeah Uh, labor day weekend um i was asked to be it on sidetrack you know uh uh, what's the word i'm looking observer because the group there had some complaints about driver aggressiveness Huh. So so I and a couple other people were positioned at various places around Lime Rock to watch driving and report in um, incidents and behavior. And for the most part, huh. people were fine. But <laughs> there, are, there are cases where, you know, they're going out, they're going for the gusto, especially when you got uh, spectators. I mean, if any of us have yeah. raced around spectators, even though you like to say that it doesn't make a difference. When you're coming around that left-hander at Lime Rock, and the whole side of the hill is filled with people waving, it makes an effect on your uh, on your brain.
0: Now, for a lot of those classes, do they run like newer radial tires, or are they still running, you know, old like period correct tires? Or
2: it depends on the group. Okay. Uh, the ones that I'm looking at racing with, uh, there's 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 a plethora of groups I could race with. The common denominator there is they all want you to run dot radials with two thirty seconds tread. So that means no ho hos. Huh. So, um, PCA, <laughs> Porsche Club, allows you to run Hoosiers. Okay. They're they're much more serious racing. They're not historic. They're real Porsche racing. Right. But pretty much all historic groups are looking for dot radials with 230 two, uh, two seconds tread. So, I'll probably be running Nittos or anybody out there who wants to give me free tires. I'll put your name on the side of the car.
0: So, are Hoosier, like, <laughs> are you Hoosier, like, R7s, not considered... Dot radials that nope. have two thirty seconds of a tread, nope, huh?
2: Nope. in fact, in many cases they explicitly say you can't run those tires.
1: Really? So you can't run cast offs from your other cars or anything, huh?
2: Nope, nope. But it runs the same yeah, size as, as Miata's, so if I wanted to, I could, I could run spec Miata tires.
1: Yeah, just
0: SM SM sevens now, I yeah. guess, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Huh? Yep. But no, I'll be
2: running street tires, or you know, okay. You know what I mean. okay, the regular tires.
1: What? The nice part about street tires is you can just leave them on all season and never look at them. Rotate them around and they'll last forever. So,
2: especially yeah, on a car you know, that light,
1: and you get it. Yeah, you get about the same experience. You know, they're pretty fast.
2: In in my mind, I will I will tussle with people, but this is not competition. This is you know yeah, we don't we, don't run, we don't run it. to the same prep level. We're not scrutinier to the same level. Um, it's all about going out and having a good time.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a good time. Um, yeah, the, uh, the the car, uh, what do you, what all do you have to do still? You have to do like harnesses and window net and yep. tune the carbs, well, or what do you all uh, have to do?
2: Tune the carbs for sure. In fact, we're going to probably we're gonna rebuild them this week, and I've got a stuck float, I think. I'm filling up a cylinder with fuel. So do the carbs. I've already redone the fuel system. I didn't like the way the fuel system was done. I've already redone most of the electrics. I didn't like that the way that was done. But the rest of the car is in pretty good shape. It's got good Penske shocks on it. Um, mm-hmm. I've got you know I got the seat mounted, the window nets all done. I got to buy some harnesses, put a fire bottle in it. Um, okay. And put some fender up. flares on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem with fender flares is now you got to put big f- wheels and tires on it, and when yeah, you put and... big wheels and tires on it. Now you need more power. Yeah, that's and when true. when you got, when you when you when you got more power, you need bigger brakes, and then bigger <laughs> suspension, and now you need to just open up your checkbook and spend a lot of money. Yeah. All that's going to be, it'd be a
0: $60,000 build before Greg knows it. I am, yeah, before I am the trailer.
2: Well, <laughs> both, both of these cars, given the amount of money that I had to put into them, and I've got roughly about ten grand in each, um, that's they're, not, actually that's worth, not bad. they're actually yeah. worth that. These two may be the only cars in my entire racing history, driving car history. Did you make that, money on? <laughs> that I actually sell them for more than I paid, including what I put into them. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just don't take him to Watkins Glen. That's just all.
0: <laughs> so before we know it, like all yeah, the STL <laughs> cars are going to be gone and he's going to be just buying vintage cars, yep. racing them and flipping them. Yeah. Because we were, it's the we only way you can justify
1: them. it yeah. anymore. Well, he's going to be I, making 50 grand a year racing yeah. old cars.
2: I'd love to be able to say that I had the forethought to see the surge in these cars. And I made a conscious effort to look to get in there and buy into them at the right time when, in fact, they just happened to find me at the right time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, yeah, I think I, I, I think I, I, the those, Fiero. I, I think the Fiero is next. I think I need to start snatching up all the Fieros <laughs> that I can. I think that's that a good comment. Idea.
2: I think that comment goes right in with the uh, with the giddyup uh, go ped.
0: Yeah, the billet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll have I'll have I'll have billet floor mats in my Fiero.
1: Friggin' Fieros! We should we should K swap um, a
0: Fiero, or or cut the windshield no. off. <laughs> cut the windshield off. Make it like no, a production. We
1: should, we should not do that. I, I have a buddy who, who uh, built a, a Fiero for chump car, and they put a thirty eight hundred supercharged V six from Pontiac Grand Prix in it. Yeah, um, and and all it did was fall apart everywhere else. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> terrible cars. Uh, he ended up selling it though. Like speaking of the weird, you know, uh, uh, thing that becomes racing, which means money pit. He sold that thing as a chump car. Uh, he had a, had a halfway decent cage. He sold over 8000 bucks. <laughs> wow. Jeez.
0: You know, has anyone so, yeah. ever tried to take a jump car on
1: one lap of America? I like was just trying to transition car. into went to one lap because we got another question about one lap. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, my God. Uh, it it I, might have I, happened.
2: But. I did the one lap one year. I think it was 97. And I was in a Yeah, you're the only one Audi. that's done it. And I was still beat. I can't imagine what it would have been like if I had taken some piece of crap car. That made all kind of noise and ran like hell <laughs> all the yeah, way across. Yeah, if you were in
1: an '88 Fiero with a four cylinder and it was losing, uh, you know, losing transmissions every third event. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, what, no. Uh, what kind that's of why, Audi did you race why you in tell one That's you a trailer.
1: Mile? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you what, cram a trailer full of old transmissions.
2: Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, the year that I did it, there was a bunch of a bunch of. I just love those guys. A couple guys in a Pinto.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Who
2: lost who lost their transmission halfway through. I don't recall the exact story, but they replaced the transmission and strapped the old one onto the hatch on the outside of the car for the rest of the event.
1: <laughs> That's one way so to do have, it.
2: So we have so we have photographs someplace of this multicolored Pinto with a transmission uh, strapped to its ass outside. And they would that, unstrap it, put it on the ground, go and do the event, come back, strap <laughs> the thing back on, the, then take off and go there. That sounds
1: like the kind of car that I would take on one lap. It's a Pinto. Yeah, um, yeah I, I've talked about doing it a lot of times with a lot of people, but we uh, almost
0: did it in the S two thousand.
1: That would have been a good car
0: for it. I think. I think it would um, have been. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would have had to put headlights in it, and we would have hated each other by the end of the week. But yeah, well, probably- I,
2: I, I did a nice. Long, <laughs> I did a nice long write-up on my one lap experience and. I in the end of it I put some some tips and they basically came down to you're not going to win this thing cuz you don't have enough money to bring the right car so you better bring something you want to live with on the highway all week.
0: <laughs> I believe that, yeah. And, and
2: I don't know I don't know if a 2-door s 2000 is really going to be what you're going to live in for an It interview. had a stock exhaust on it though.
0: Yeah, it had a stock exhaust. It was actually relatively quiet. Yeah, yeah.
2: But, so. you, but you can't stretch out, you don't have a place to put stuff.
0: You yeah. might not be able to, but five foot six Austin can
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Austin can lay down <laughs> and drive that thing
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: the uh, the car that you took an Audi, what kind of car was that
2: that was a 95.5 and a half Audi S4, which was the which was the point
0: 95 and a half S4
2: Yeah, well, it was the uh, it was the C5 oh. chassis. Huh. It was based off of the Audi two hundred. Um, I'm sorry, what, was it ninety five? It was. It's the it's the C five chassis, I think. Audi S four. Everybody's okay. thinking Corvette fifth generation. No. I was just
0: trying to think when we when we got the S four here in the
2: states. That was ninety two. Really, really. There was a there. Was, well, the S four. You're thinking of the B5 chassis, which is yeah. 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was an S4 prior to that. I didn't realize was, that. Yeah, it was the C5 chassis. Wow. Was, is somebody using a machine lathe back there?
1: <laughs> oh, is that me? Yeah, you're yeah. have yeah. a furnace <laughs> run. It's not um, showing up on my recording because I've got a okay. real microphone now. But <laughs> um,
2: No, it, so they, they had the Audi 200, which was the turbocharged Audi 100, which was the, which was the uh, successor to the Audi 5000. The Audi 200... In '91, they put the five-cylinder, four-valve turbo engine in that, and it was called the uh, '91 200 TQ Turbo Quattro. I had one of those. It was a single-year car, and it was a fantastic car. (laughs) '92. Oh, those are great. Dude, you should check those cars out. They're pretty awesome. That was 225 chipped horsepower. They're probably super cheap
0: to buy now,
1: actually.
2: Oh, yeah. it's a great car.
1: Or or they're $100,000. Yeah. yeah. One or the other. Who knows? Yeah, it's one yeah, so, or the other.
2: So 92, that car became a one-year crossover to the 92 Audi S4, which was the subsequent chassis, the C5 chassis, I think it was called. And then we had the S4 from 92, 93, I think it was. And then the S4 was not the same as the RS4 that we had in Europe. So they changed it to the S6 because that chassis became the A6. So you had the A4 chassis, which showed up in 1996, which is the A4 chassis that you all know and love. Yeah, I'm so But that's not, <laughs> that's not the same. <laughs> so, it, but it, so basically you had the 91-200 Turbo Quattro, the S4, which became the S6, and then in 2000 they came up with the B5 chassis S4 which is the one that everybody knows about.
1: I've only had one drink and I don't know how you're following your own train of thought. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what have I'm I got lost.
2: Here? So I have I have uh, we'll talk about our beers. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Terrapin Hopsecutioner from Athens, Georgia. Yeah, That's right down the road. Yep. Next time you come visit you can give me one. Yeah. And the uh, and our and our pre-talk was to an Onyx whiskey from Connecticut which is a which is a uh, aged
1: oh, that's moonshine, good, yeah. basically. That sounds good. Uh, I I actually have uh, I, it's gone now, but I've got uh, my brother-in-law gave me some weird Canadian gin called I forget what it's called, but it's yellow. Yeah. You sure that's gin? Yeah, it's very <laughs> yellow. Uh, I'll have is to it, look it up. Is it
2: is it used that's, gin?
1: Ungava. My wife just said it's called. Is it, oh, I was going to say, is it pronounced peace? Uh, no, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's called Ungava, and it comes from Canada, and it comes in a, a bottle that's in like a fur suit, like, like, <laughs> like it's got its, Yeah, the bottle has a fur like uh, like bl- blanket around it. It's very strange, but uh, yeah, Ungava gin. It's very good. But um, yeah. anyway, yeah, the uh, the uh, it, it was I'm, it was pretty good.
0: I'm the odd man out. I'm drinking uh, hot chocolate.
1: <laughs> Not <laughs> your father's Austin. hot chocolate. Right. Austin's being responsible here. So, um,
0: so
2: I fully expect you, Adam, to go look up all these Audis here up to it I, next time we talk. There's
1: so many. You just listed 47 Audis, <laughs> and all I remember is S6 or A6,
0: right?
2: <laughs> I don't, or something. I don't C5,
0: know. C5, C5 Corvette. Right.
2: Whose car was that that you took on one lap? Uh, buddy, of mine. Rick. Uh, oh my goodness, I'm terrible with names. If anybody ever comes up to me to track and I don't remember your name. Please don't take offense. Just tell me where we met, and I'll know exactly who you are. <laughs> um, my buddy Rick. Uh, I, I he's, he think he's moved to Vermont now, but it was his car.
1: You spent a he week was, with the guy, and you don't remember his last name?
2: Oh, I, I did more than sleep a week with the guy. <laughs> 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 I got great stories from that one. Um, he was a great guy because he 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 was he owned a business. He was a successful businessman. He had one of the very last Porsche 993 twin turbos, the, the high-end.
3: Super oh, yeah. special
2: one. And that was, oh my, and he, and he modified it. And they're worth like $300,000 nowadays. Oh. Yeah. That thing, that's, that car, it was an all-wheel drive car. And that thing, that, that's about the launchingest son of a bitch car I've ever been in. It's just an amazing car. but you know, and, and he wanted to do the one lap. And, Let's and see. So this was a
0: me. Richard Carr from Monroe, Connecticut. Thank you, sir. Yes. Uh, 1995
2: Audi S6. There you go. So
0: it was an S6, okay. Right. Wow, and there was a 96 S6 wagon that was competing against you and an S4 yep. Quattro from 93. Mm-hmm. Wow. Some old stuff. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah, you know, all of this stuff is on onelapofamerica.com, surprisingly. They've got they all the info, huh? Yeah, I can actually look up That's the cool. uh, the race results, too. Like, you want to know what lap time you guys ran at uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, number one?
2: Uh, that was Rick driving that one. Okay, what about number two? Or, oh, it's... No, I think he did, I think Rick, let me see, Las Vegas was, Rick did both of those events at Las Vegas. Okay. It
0: looks like that year you guys went to Watkins Glen, Michigan International, Gateway, Second Creek. What was Second Creek? That's in Colorado. Okay, that's in Denver. Is that well, still You there? Went
1: from Michigan
2: International all the way to Las Vegas in the same week, dude. Dude, the, the oh, that the seems like it was like day one.
0: back, back to back the, uh, days.
2: These, I'm not, I'm not saying that all the people that are doing the one lap today are wusses, <laughs> but you are. But, <laughs> but the 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 events have been getting consistently Closer together smaller, yeah. huh? Because um, and they really got short once current uh, uh, the tire rack got involved. Yeah. That year, we started at Watkins Glen, which meant we had to drive from Connecticut to Watkins Glen. Oh,
1: my gosh.
2: <laughs> we started at Watkins Glen, went all the way across the top and across Kansas to Denver, down south to Las Vegas, all the way back across the southwest to Hallett Motorsports Park, Putnam yeah. Park in Indiana, and then back up. And if, if it's all listed there, you can see all the different yeah. tracks we did. So and then back to Watkins Glen. It and looks then like, we still had to go home.
0: It looks like Second Creek is now called High Plains. Which I oh, knew yeah, of High yeah, Plains, I of but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know about High Creek. Yeah, then you guys went to Mountain View. Which what was yep. what was Mountain That's View? Also in
2: Colorado. That's okay. In the same. I think it was the other side of Denver.
0: Okay, and then Las Vegas Motor Speedway, Hallett, Memphis, Putnam Park, wow. Lancaster, and That's Watkins Glen.
2: Okay. That was actually Lancaster is a uh, asphalt oval with a drag strip next to it. Oh, really? So we did the oval, and then we did the drag strip.
1: Okay. Hmm. That's a long and drive, man. Sheesh.
2: That was uh, that was a long that was a lot of time on the road. Yeah, I believe it. And that was back at that was back before you had uh, handheld GPSs. I think I remember I had my aviation handheld GPS wired up to my laptop with a map on it, so we could see where we were, and we were <laughs> and we were all proud of ourselves that we had satellite navigation so and fancy. a cell phone. We had Rick's yeah. cell phone, so. Way ahead of the times, yeah. And I think that for the whole entire trip, we spent two nights in a hotel. Because that that I still have the road book for that thing. First of all, hats off to the organizers that I met. Because we got to see some incredible countryside. A lot of it at night. But all of the road segments on that thing were set to where you could do the speed limit. I remember, I believe, 1997. I, weren't we pretty much still 55 miles per hour around the country?
1: Yeah, yeah, it didn't go up uh, past that until yeah, until
2: I got my license. I think, uh. I think the law changed in 96, but nobody had changed them by 97. Yeah. So they did the timing in the route book such that you had to do speed limits on all the highway segments. Problem is, they didn't put any time in there for sleeping eating <laughs> yeah so man, that's a long week. You, it 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 behooved you to get out there and just bust tail so you could get to the track park outside the track cuz it hadn't opened yet and try to sleep
1: yeah you just sleep so, in the car
2: yeah no thanks so, man i, yeah, I would have
1: been we, i would have been
0: awesome at one lap back then yeah <laughs> when you were 19 you would have been really good at <laughs> yeah. it
2: well, I think we—I remember we got a hotel someplace in the Upper Midwest. It might have been Michigan, and then I remember they had a, a layover day in Las Vegas, so everybody got to sleep at Las Vegas. But then after that, it was bust ass home. Wow,
1: that's a long. And move. then
2: and then we spent the night in Watkins Glen that night and came home the next day.
1: Was that like seven or nine days for you then, or how many days was it?
2: I believe we started on a. S- Sunday morning, we drove to Watkins Glen Saturday mm-hmm. and then we arrived back at Watkins Glen Sunday night.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think it's still about a, a solid week right now. But um So, if
0: you had to pick a car to do one lap in like right now or this this coming year, what what would
2: you pick? Something comfy? Yeah? Something quiet? Something with a lot of power?
0: Like a 95 Audi S6? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, those were those are pretty darn nice cars. I like those. Things. Yeah.
1: That probably wasn't a bad choice back then. No,
2: it was a great car. Something Brand new. similar to that, but yeah, I remember when we pulled into the parking lot at the hotel where the gathering spot was. Just walking through the parking lot and looking at the hardware in that place, it was—it's just incredible the kind of stuff people brought. Just kick-ass, built-up Porsches and Mercedes and Audis yeah. and that event was Mosler. very
1: big back then too. I remember reading uh, reading stuff about it. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: and you and Rick. I mean, Rick was pretty confident about his chances because he had this modified, probably 350 horsepower, all-wheel drive car. Yeah. And we walked to the parking lot and went, dude. <laughs> Ain't got a chance.
1: <laughs> Man. Uh, well, we're, we're running about an hour here, guys. Yeah. Uh, it, you, uh, We're going to have to have Greg on. He's got too many stories. We're going to have to have him on again. <laughs> and yeah. I think yeah. we're going He's got have, his own microphone. The... Yeah. He's yeah. He's
0: invested now. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and for having a cold, you didn't sound too bad. I didn't even hardly hear you cough. I think I coughed more than you.
2: But I'm, I, I, it's probably probably the alcohol. Yeah, that'll <laughs> happen. That'll happen. So, so are there, are there any more quick questions we can get through to get out of here? I think uh, there
0: definitely, there definitely are.
1: I think. Um, let's what see, what do we have? Well, the uh, Christian ship asked uh, about what the worst of rules and torturation you ever saw was, and that might not be a quick question. But you got anything off the top of your head?
2: Oh, oh boy, um, yeah, it was an autocross. Autocross, and it was it was uh, I believe, and it, it may have been it may have been secondhand. I don't recall this exactly, but um, whatever class it was, let's just call it stock back then. Um, you had to keep your car stock. Well, the yeah. guy wanted to remove his horn, so, so I guess let's just say it was for airflow. I can't remember why. Right. Well, he removed his horn, and he got protested. So they pull him up, and they said, pop your hood, I want to see your horn. He pops the yeah. hood, there's no horn. And they said, where's your horn? He pulls out this clicker out of his pocket. <laughs> that makes it, sense. Holds it over the engine and clicks it, and the guy says, what the hell are you doing? The rules say that you have to hear the horn over the engine over the inch (laughs) i get it (laughs) over top of it right yeah that
1: seems that seems like
0: something that i would do that's funny
2: (laughs) or or the spec miata some years ago i'm guessing it's probably five six seven years ago some guy apparently wanted more weight on the right rear corner of his car so he made his cutoff switch mount a block of like Five inch steel or whatever it was. Oh, I've heard of that one. Yeah, and and welded it to the frame to the roll yeah. cage, and uh, and it's been several years because the the chief the the tech guy on that was uh, was uh, uh, Wright Jay Wright, and he's passed away now. And he basically said no, and they tossed him. And he appealed yeah. it, and it, I think it showed up in Fast Track. <laughs> really? And, and they said, uh, no, that's in torturation.
1: Yeah, yeah, they can't serve another purpose, you know. Yeah. The, that That's kind of a common rule now. So. Yeah. Man, but the clicker, with being the horn over the engine, and the clicker was over top of the engine. That's, 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 a, pretty, pretty that's a pretty good one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that is pretty good. And I am quite well, certain right now somebody in your audience is writing to you going, I know this. I know <laughs> yeah, this. <laughs> I'm sure.
1: Uh, well, think up more stories, and next time we have you on, we need to go over that one again because I'm sure you got more of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Uh, that one down. We got two more questions for you. Um, straps crossed or not crossed? Oh, yeah. Great. Not crossed. Nope, I'm straight. Not crossed. <laughs> nope, not crossed, not crossed. crossed at all. I, yeah. Think yeah. It's a terrible
2: I think it's a terrible uh, idea to cross them.
0: And then tow in gear or out of gear? That was the other question, right? Yeah. That's right. In gear. Yeah. In gear? You leave in it gear. in
2: gear, huh? I do. Okay. Because because if it's strapped down properly, it doesn't matter. And if one of my straps popped, yeah, I want to I use the engine compression to keep it from moving.
1: That's true. But you, that's kind of it, you don't want
0: you do want to lose it inside it. the trailer. I mean, that's always fun. You think the transmission in your truck's going out?
2: Mm. Oh,
1: you know what? I'm, <laughs> Good
0: job you know, with the, that
1: one, Austin.
2: <laughs> right. You know the, the 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 crossed. I don't like crossed because it it allows the it allows the uh, straps to stretch a little more. And yeah. the rear straps are there to keep you from going forward. And I don't think the gear is important because if you're at the point where straight or crossed or the gear in or out makes a difference, you're yeah. probably upside down and you're more worried about getting out of your truck than you are whether or yeah, or not. Yeah, everything's <laughs> on fire
1: and the cops are coming, if that's the problem.
2: And, and bottom line, I've got storage transportation and, and paddock insurance. And yep. as far as I'm concerned... I'm not going to call 911 for about 20 minutes. <laughs> That's good
1: I didn't Let it burn to the ground, baby. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, and thanks and for coming on. I'll wave at the
2: traffic as they go by. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's always fun
1: talking to you, man. <laughs> Same
2: here, guys. Anytime.
1: All right. Well, we appreciate it. We can't make these things too long or else everybody will complain that they can't listen to them all like Greg.
2: Exactly. <laughs> can't, can't stay on top of you, boys. Uh,
1: we're, I'm going to go watch uh, Netflix with my wife and uh, Greg's going to drink more beer and we're going to all send our things to Austin so he can edit it like a little slave. So. <laughs> um, at, at, uh, we got another Ross oh. Bentley driving tip coming up, Austin?
0: Yes, we do. That'll be coming up here shortly. And yeah. I just got an email uh, or a message from Dave Blingit uh, from okay. NASA. Uh, who's been on the show? He's going to be in Atlanta this Friday, picking up one of those Elan uh, MPO1 NASA Ooh, prototypes. Fun, yeah. And I think I'm going to go meet him there, so we might Very have some cool. coverage, and might have those guys on a future episode. So we'll take, take really lots cool. of pictures,
1: buddy. Yeah, I sure will. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on, Greg. We'll uh, we'll we'll get more requests, and we'll have you on again. <laughs>
0: My pleasure, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. thanks so much, guys. See have you. a good night. So when we had Ross on the show, we talked a little bit about car dancing uh, and here's Ross to kind of explain exactly what he meant by that.
3: We love driving, right? And and to me, the, the, the magic point that just that super special sweet spot of driving a car is when you get to the point where, you know, you're steering the car with your feet and the steering wheel becomes more of a brake. So the idea gets to the point where the car is moving around and sliding, you're right at that limit. And you're changing the direction of the car with the balance, with the throttle and the brake, more than you are with the steering wheel. And the steering wheel, your job there is to actually get the steering wheel out of it, get the steering out of it, to minimize the amount that you scrub off. So that's when it's, um, to me, it's like you're dancing with a car. It's car dancing to me. That's that's my ideal. That's what your goal is, to get to that point where, like I said, you're steering the car with your feet, the balance of the car, and the steering wheel becomes a bit of a brake and your job is to use it as little as possible. That's the magic time in a car. For more Speed Secrets and to find out more about Ross's new
0: Inner Speed Secrets 201e course, visit speedsecrets.com. We'll see you guys next Tuesday with Episode 50.